Christian music veteran, Adam Agee, has joined The Antidote for a talk. It's a pleasure having you with us. Well, thanks for having me on. Well, you have to tell me, how does it feel, me calling you a veteran? It feels weird, because I still feel like I'm 25, but I am safely in my 40s now, and so uh, it, it feels weird to be on the on the backside of that bell curve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, we all have to suffer through this, don't we? I know, man. I feel like in band years, I'm about 150, but uh, that's how it goes out here on the road. Well, I have to say that I did some checking into your last name, and the dictionary defines A.G. as being crooked. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> how does that fit with being a Christian performer? I don't know. It's actually the, the first time I've heard that uh, defined. You know, I've been called that before, but not, you know, with that kind of research done uh, about it. But I don't know. Hopefully that's not uh, <laughs> that's not how it is. <laughs> well, Adam, I've got to say that you're a music machine. So tonight, I'd like to move through the different projects you've been involved with. Yeah, sounds great. There there have been a few. Now, I've read that music began for you in youth group doing worship music. Is that right? Yeah, I was uh, 19, and I'd grown up playing sports. I played basketball and football and uh, golf, and I was laid up with an ankle injury, and so I just grabbed a guitar and started playing when I was 19, and just really took off, and so I had an opportunity to play in our youth group and our praise band at church, and so that's kind of where we started playing, and a buddy of mine in the, the youth group was a drummer, and so as soon as I could change chords fast enough, we started a band and started playing. And that's what progressed into forming Stellar Cart. I guess that was back in 2001. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, we released our first solo project in... 99 and then uh we made a couple other little indie records in our living room with a little tascam recorder oh, and wow. uh, oh yeah and then eventually yeah we eventually got a record deal and made an actual record in 2003 that uh, eventually finally released in 05 so that was when we started internationally i guess you've got to admit that you did pick an odd name for the band how did it come about um, well, we were trying to come up with a band name. Our label said you have to come up with something unique that, you know, it's the only thing that comes up when you search it in Google. And so we were, we were doing, we did a lot of camps growing up, uh, like youth camps and stuff like that. And so we were out in California and, uh, we were at a go-kart track racing go-karts with a bunch of kids. And we just had a, this whole list of names. And on one side of the list was the word stellar and on the other side of the list was the word cart. And so we're like, you know what? That's pretty unique. Let's go with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the band did get a lot of recognition in the music scene. And Stellar Cart even won a Dove Award back in 2007. But I have to say that, like, my first memory of the band was being grabbed by Student Driver off the debut. Oh, nice. Now, did you guys have a firm idea of what you wanted to do with the band? Yeah, you know, I mean, as as much as you can when you're, you know, a bunch of teenagers and and young guys trying to trying to figure out what to do uh, playing music, we wrote songs just about our lives, um, and we wanted to write songs that were real, and so we wrote about our friends and our our stories and our faith was a big part of our lives. So we wrote about that and just all kinds of different songs, and and one of our main one of our main missions, I think, was at least when we started, was to encourage kids. I know that that's still something that's tough. I have a 16-year-old daughter now, and so 
uh, kids are just dealing with a lot of stuff coming at them. And so we wanted to be a positive influence in their lives. And a lot of music out there is great. And uh, sometimes the lyrics can be a little destructive. And so we wanted to have positive lyrics and try to try to help people with our music. And that's just kind of that's kind of held true all the way through till now, even currently. So it's it, the mission's still the same. And I'm thankful that we had that vision as a young group to do that. And it stuck with it. Besides the <laughs> bizarre covers of songs from the movie Frozen, <laughs> I guess really the final album from Stellar Cart was All In. And that was a breakaway from the previous releases. You know, it was a harder sound and it included songs like Hollywood Reality about living in an artificial world. The final lines of the song says, searching for a piece of stardom, everything is entertainment here. But now, you have to be honest with this. Isn't that what some Christian artists are striving for? Yeah, I mean, you hope not. You hope that there's authenticity, you know, behind what Christian artists are writing about and what they're trying to do. And sometimes it happens. Sometimes, I guess, quote, stardom is is a byproduct of creating art and music that a lot of people really like and, and really are attracted to and, and want to be a part of. And, and sometimes that personifies itself and whoever's singing those songs and people are just attracted to that. They want to be a part of, you know, something that they love. And hopefully the, the heart is, is good in, in a lot of artists. I, I know that, you know, recently we've had a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff coming out, you know, about how humans are fallible and that uh, that's the world we live in. And, that's why we uh, we rely on grace. Nobody's perfect, and just try to help people through whenever they you know, whenever they have problems. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's above uh, making mistakes for sure. Hopefully, at the heart of it, most artists are really trying to do it for the right reasons. Well, not perfect, except of course for yourself. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the surprise with All In is that even though it had entirely positive reviews. Stellar Cart still decided to close up. Was that a disappointment? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, okay, let me say yes and no, because, I mean, to have a a 10-plus year run as a Christian pop-punk band is kind of unheard of, and not not too many people get to do that at all. So grateful for the time that we had. But anytime something ends, it's, it's tough. And I felt like, personally that that was some of the best songs that I had written so far. And I, I really loved it. And critically it was, it was received pretty well, but the problem is, is I don't know if the market had changed or if we just didn't have the right songs for the radio in our market or, or what, but uh, it was just not a sustainable thing financially anymore. A lot of the guys had grown up, gotten married and had kids. And so trying to support a family on, what little money we were making just wasn't wasn't working anymore and so we decided we had to to fold it up i don't really know many artists that are doing it for the money because it just (laughs) seems to be almost unattainable yeah it's i mean especially if you want to do a band i mean if you're a if you're a solo artist you know there's a chance because you only got you know one or maybe a few mouths to feed but a band is a, a big operation and being responsible for a lot of people and their families is, is tough. We had a lot of things uh, go against us timing-wise, and that, that happens to everybody, but uh, it's just uh, hard to keep something going for that long. One thing was is that there really wasn't much of a gap between the ending of Stellar Cart and you moving on. 
I'd love to hear the story of how Audio Adrenaline came back to life with you as vocalist. Yeah, I got a call one day uh, from Mark Stewart, the former lead singer who had to stop singing in 06 because of his vocal issues. And he said that uh, they were wanting to start the band back up to raise some money for their ministry down in Haiti, the Hands and Feet Project. And he asked if I'd be interested in maybe fronting the band and singing and I'm going out on the road and trying to raise some money for that mission. And I was a big fan of Audio A growing up. I stole all of Mark's moves on stage. I told him that. And uh, it was it was something that I thought was, was great. What was different was that none of the original members were part of the resurrected band. You know, this was an entirely new lineup. So were there actual similarities to the original Audio A yeah, it was interesting because Mark and Will, uh, the two original guys, were very involved in every step of the process except for going out on the road and playing shows. So, yeah, it was interesting. And I think that's why ultimately it didn't really last too long uh, was because there's just a, a lot of people that maybe didn't think it was you know, the real audio adrenaline, which it was definitely different. And uh we were we were trying to do something specific, and that was, you know, try to raise money for the ministry that Audio Adrenaline started. And uh, I think we did a really good job doing that. I'm proud of what we did, but I totally understand. I don't know how many, maybe half the people never really got on board with it because of the fact that it was new members, and you know, that's just the way it is. But of course, there was even the previous version with Kevin Max on vocals. Yeah, yeah. I thought he did a great job. They had some great songs, and uh, I love Kevin, and, and he could sing the phone book, and it would sound awesome. So I think he, he did great, too. <laughs> well, back to the music. I would say that Move was the standout song from the Audioway album Sound of the Saints. Why was it so impactful? That was one of my favorites. Um I actually wrote that song in my garage out in Arizona. I was on Skype with uh, my buddy Seth in Nashville, and we, we, we were back and forth writing that song. And uh, It was a special one to me because I'm a big sports guy, and so that song got placed on like MLB Network, and it got played on Monday Night Football and WWE and U.S. Open Golf and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, that was it was cool. Wow. Dude Perfect used it in one of their videos, which is awesome. So that was one of my favorites uh, because of all those places that it got used. Uh, and it's just a massive killer live song. I like, still play it live, and it just it's awesome. But with that album, Sound of the Saints, that was also the end for Audio Adrenaline. And then you jumped into being a solo artist. So you got to tell us, how does it feel playing in the sandbox all by yourself? <laughs> I just can't stop, man. I can't, I can't give it up. It's funny because when I was singing with Audio Adrenaline, I began to speak on behalf of hands and feet and then also if there were any other charitable organizations on the road um part of what we did even back in the stellar cart days is is we wanted obviously our music to encourage people but not just that don't just be happy and do nothing we really wanted people to get out and make a difference in the world help make somebody's life better and really use what we have to help people 
And so taking that next step and challenging people to get out and do something was something we were all about. And so I was able to put words to that, speaking on behalf of these charities and had a tangible thing that I invite people to do at our shows uh, to directly help people right there. And so I, I fell in love with doing that as well as the music. And so the solo thing has kind of been this dual uh, this dual-headed thing where I, where I go out and I get to play music and then also speak on behalf of amazing charitable ministries uh, all over the world. And so I've really enjoyed doing that. I do miss the band dynamic. Uh, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like being in close quarters with you know a bunch of guys and, and trying to figure out how to do all that and, and just playing music and playing rock and roll is so fun. So I miss that. It's it's easier in some ways just because I'm the only one that has to deal with me, and so that's fine. But uh, <laughs> it's been it's been fun, and uh, it's it's been great. And and honestly, I've been out on the road with uh, a bunch of great artists, especially Newsboys have kind of taken me under their wing, and they've invited me on a lot of their tours. And so I've known those guys for 15 years. Stellar did a tour with them back in you know the early 2000s, and so I've known those guys for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so they're like my bandmates now, so it's great. Well, let's get to the very start of your solo career. Paper Planes was the first solo EP. Now, you got to tell me something. I never thought of God as being an origami artist, so you've got to explain this. <laughs> you know, I'm always trying to think of different ways to describe God and, and the the whole creation aspect and just how he can just mold us and, and make us and just trying to think of fun, clever, interesting ways to describe it. And so this, this idea came into, came into my mind and actually the, the visualization for it, I'm probably going to get in trouble for this and, and you may have to edit this out, but I want to tell you anyway, uh, I was in college at Arizona state university and we were young and we were, you know, maybe not the smartest kids or whatever, but we went, we had this big party and we were up on the, the top floor of our, dorm and and everybody had these big reams of paper and we were all making paper airplanes and we were trying to throw them down into the pool (laughs) that was like (laughs) six stories below and so oh man we threw thousands of paper planes down into the pool area and you know the ras came up and everybody got busted and everything like that but that's this visualization that i had was for all these paper planes and so yeah that song's just about uh, how God, yeah, out of a crumpled piece of paper, he can make us into something that can work and, and can be used to uh, to go take his message all over the world. This will tie into something you brought up just a little bit earlier, but this is something I've really been curious about. Now, over the years, has the music of Adam Agee been meant to support the Christian listener, or has it actually been designed to challenge them? Um, I would say the latter, uh, is it's, it's, it's both, but it can't be one without the other. I I can't, we can't just go out and challenge people to do something without first making sure that they're built up and, and encouraged and know that we're with them. Like, it's not just, you go do this thing. It's like, Hey, we're, we're here with you. Here's why we're doing it now. Go do it. So I I don't want to leave out anything on that i want to make sure that people are are challenged for sure but also we want to be there for them whenever just whenever you need a song to help you that's what we want to do too of course one thing about many christians is that they're very content being in their own little bubble and they don't want to break out but should they yeah 
I think for sure we should, but uh, I think maybe we were with the stellar cart days, we may have been a little more in your face about it, which is you know, a little more of that punk rock style. And that's you know, why maybe we weren't as revered in the Christian industry as some other bands and that's okay. But, uh, our message was, was pretty stark and pretty clear about that. And I, I think it could, it could, be seen as offensive to other people i don't want it to be especially now i'd I'd try to season it with with love for sure and it's like hey yeah we want you to go out and get out of your comfort zone go serve somebody go help somebody but maybe just i do it in a little nicer way now than than we did back in the day (laughs) (laughs) does this mean that you're actually mellowing with age oh i'm sure trust me I've, i've been married for 21 years and uh i've calmed down a lot i used to be pretty intense and uh competitive still a little bit but uh all those sports growing up you know kind of made me super competitive but uh i'm i'm definitely a lot more chilled out and uh easy going now but of course you are still competing because you're competing in the music machine and that's not an easy thing to do no it's like that's it's kind of why i like to play golf is uh you can never master it you can never beat it uh, you can play good sometimes, and then other times it'll just come back and beat you down. And, and the music industry is very similar. It'll take care of you sometimes, and then it'll just spit you out other times. But it's it's a challenge that I love, and especially creating and songwriting. And I don't know how many how many songs I've written. It's it's thousands and thousands of songs. And I've been fortunate to have probably over a hundred on albums, but it's still just a, a tiny percentage of all the creative work that goes into it you get you get to hear just a a fraction of it because i don't want you to hear any of the other ones because they're terrible (laughs) as you said though you've helped other artists didn't you write something for a disciple oh man i love those guys kevin and the, the disciple guys are some of my favorite human beings that was a treat to get to write uh for them yeah uh the song deafening is a song i wrote with them and just a little bit of that hard rock release that I love so much. Let's get back into what you're doing right now. Your latest is the album He Is With You, and the title track says, Whenever your strength is not enough, don't ever lose hope and don't give up. He is with you. Christians know that, but sometimes you're just not feeling God's presence, and doubt can creep in. How do you move away from that doubt? Yeah, I know I've been there many times, and uh, it's tough. It's just one of those things you just can't do on your own strength. And, and you know, if you if you read the Bible, it tells us that a bunch of times that you know you can't lean on your own understanding. Don't try to do it with your own strength. But uh, God's God's the only one that can that can do that for us. And it's just a reminder. I, I wrote it for a friend of mine who was dealing with a, a loss in his family, and. Uh, you know he's he's a great dude and he's a solid guy believer and just sometimes sometimes it's just a little reminder from a friend maybe they can just help ease that a little bit and so that's why that's why i wrote that song so we've been working through decades of your music <laughs> but something that's true is that your style has changed between stellar cart audio adrenaline and now with your solo career what about down the road will it keep changing yeah, I don't know. I, I guess we'll have to find out. I think just the 
I've learned in writing that now more than ever, I just have to write the songs that come to me. One of the songs I just wrote recently is a song called Promised Land that uh, my buddy Toby Mack wound up recording. He came in and uh, wrote on and, and wound up recording and making it a single on the radio, played on Christian radio, which is crazy. When I was writing that song, never in a million years did I think it would be played on a Christian radio station uh, just because it was not, I wasn't writing for that at all. But you never know what's going to happen. And so I've, I've just learned to write, write the songs that, that come to me and whatever happens, happens. And I'm good with that. Adam A.G. has been with us on The Antidote. I got to thank you for tolerating all of these questions. No, man, it's, it's great. I really appreciate you having me on. And I love talking about the whole career. I think it's fun.